0: I think we're going to see lots of creative kind of solutions to the stuck at home board problem. Mm -hmm. I think, and, you know, I think I was thinking about professional sport being closed down and maybe the, the streaming video game kind of thing that's going to come e-sports. There's a potential for that to take over to, to get some attention now. And give people something to watch every day at five o'clock or seven o'clock or whenever sports are on. <laughs> Is that what time are sports on? Seven, five, eight. Here's part three of our discussion, ongoing discussion over COVID nineteen. In this uh, piece, we talk about an infectious disease expert, Michael Osterholm. We'll give the link below for the. YouTube video the hour and a half long discussion with him interview with him that uh, that we describe a little bit in this discussion today here it goes um what did, what are they saying about the curve flatten the curve flatten the curve that seems to be a rallying cry around the world right now mm-hmm. to try to get the number of cases and the trajectory down but you there's need
1: to stop that exponential growth. S-
0: yeah, stop the exponential growth basically to avoid the healthcare system being overloaded. That seems like the, the basic premise mm-hmm. here is the, the, our goal should be to make sure our healthcare systems don't get overloaded.
1: The biggest problem being testing. Mm-hmm. How right. widely is Accurate. testing done? Accuracy in testing.
0: How how
1: so, for example, yeah. I mean, right now, obviously <clears throat> the u s numbers look kind of middle of the pack, but we know that they're they've done the worst at testing so far,
0: right so their numbers and so the their numbers are way
1: off, so it's I mean it's impossible to compare what's going on there to anywhere else mm-hmm. um versus places like South Korea. And China, where, and Italy too, is doing a really good job, mm-hmm. where you're pretty sure you are capturing a lot of the cases.
0: So looking at that, these graphs, if we can find one where we can overlay different countries, we can see which countries have been dealing with this the best. What are the examples again? You mm-hmm. said South so- Korea, Japan, South Korea and Japan are Taiwan. probably the best at this. And
1: Taiwan barely even shows up on these maps because they have so few cases.
0: So if we can see our trajectory, if you say that from the time when we have, I think a lot of these are be- built on time from 100 cases or time from 10 cases or something like that, and you overlay those timelines. And if we can see our curve is rising around the rate of some of those countries, we could be encouraged But right now, that doesn't seem to be the case. We're somewhere in between the best countries.
1: No, right now, I would say that it's too early days to tell what trajectory we're on. Okay, they're all close together. I've been looking at the data obsessively Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) to try and be like, yeah, yeah, we're going to be like Japan. We're going to be like Japan. We're not going to be like Italy. We're not going to be like Italy. So so is this one
0: with Canada?
1: No. Oh, this isn't. But this is a graph we're looking at right now that is a graph of cases since 100 days yeah. since 100 cases yeah so that's just a really good way of lining all the curves up for the different countries since yeah. everybody um started the outbreak at a different time yeah and so in the first mm Seven, six, or seven days, uh, let's say six, yeah days since one hundred cases, there's not a very big separation right of the countries, uh unless you zoom in, but anyways, the point is Ontario's cases went up a lot today by thirty eight percent from around a hundred to a hundred and forty two mm. 103
2: to 142,
1: I think And that seems like a really big jump, but that's not necessarily a bad thing Because we know that I think starting yesterday We had extra testing centers open. Mm. So maybe that just means We started capturing more more Cases that are out there, which is really 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 good. Yeah when you capture cases and trace them and capture more cases So if our numbers are going up, because we're capturing a few extra cases out there then that's great if our numbers are going up because we have widespread transmission of the undetected transmission of the virus that's just showing up now that's very bad yeah and the only way to know that for sure is time
2: yeah we don't
1: Uh, or or testing like South Korea, but we don't have the capacity to test like South Korea yet. So we have to use time. So this week is is going to tell us if we're going to be more like Japan or more like a France or Spain.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, part of Ontario situation probably is dictated by Ottawa. It sounds like we the health person in Ottawa said basically announced late this evening that they have community spread or they suspect they have community spread. She
1: suspects they have community spread. I wish she would have said more about that because I don't know why she thinks that. I guess, I mean, no, I know why she thinks they have community spread because they suddenly had five cases yeah. that had no travel links, right? I think Is that's that what right? they're saying.
0: I mean, that's, but uh, it, the the sh- article was the very... Ter-
1: estimate of how many cases yeah. are in the community was 200 to 1,000. And that, to me, seemed high. 200, maybe. But at that, like, I just don't know, how do you get that many cases? Either they would have had to be building for a while, in which case they would have shown up in testing or hospitals by now. Or if it was very sudden, like an influx of travelers or something that brought it. I'm sure we'll learn more. Yeah. I also feel that if it was really sudden then what? There would someone would have been symptomatic, like we would have you would see it. I don't know, I just don't know how you have a thousand undetected cases.
0: The Khan Academy created a video Mm -hmm. that shows you from a medium article how to calculate the number the percentage of people that are infected in your local area
2: mm-hmm.
0: based on numbers like like if you have five people that are now found right. how you do the calculation essentially to find the number of people out probably out there that are infected right we should probably dig into that. I would
1: like to look at that
0: mm-hmm. the can't so the Khan Academy because goes i don't
1: through. I'm not saying that the ottawa public health officer is wrong Mm -hmm. i'm saying i don't understand where those numbers are coming from Mm -hmm. and they're definitely concerning Mm
0: -hmm. the other thing that i saw the uk said that they so someone leaked from the national health service a secret report talking about The timeline that we can expect this to run over, and previously, I think I've heard three to six months. We should be prepared for kind of things, Mm -hmm. but now it's it's it's, they talk about a year. Like they're basically Mm -hmm. saying we this thing is probably gonna. And I think they said eighty percent of the pop. They're they're expecting eighty percent of the population to get hit, ten percent serious cases.
1: Yeah, that sounds like worst case scenario. Maybe
0: that's just what they're preparing for. But it's, you know, it's certainly, I think everyone's agreeing, coming to this agreement that it's a longer term thing rather than a shorter term thing.
1: Well, because a shorter term thing is based on China's success, right? But China as we were talking about the other day, took absolutely extraordinary Mm. measures to control the spread of this virus, Mm -hmm. which I think a lot of Western countries could not stomach Mm. doing. Um, And so are we going to have a situation where Italy surpasses China?
0: Yeah. Well, it looks like it. It looks like the rate is going past, right? Right. Like the rise, like the steepness of their curve, I think is now, isn't it going beyond what China's was in the worst case?
1: Oh, look, but, um, I don't know. That's they what someone still was have a couple doublings. Like they, t- they, they did drastic measures. Like they're almost a week since their big lockdown. Yeah. So this coming week, we'll they see. could start to level off. Mm hmm but i i mean i don't know we'll know this week is going to tell us so much yeah um yeah about where we're going about where everybody's going this it the virus goes so fast
0: and the thing about china also is that there's people like i think the is it what's his name michael osterham something like that osterdam he he in an interview he's an infectious diseases specialist and he was talking about expecting China to start seeing new cases again once people really get back to start going back to real life.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, people are probably still
1: but they'll have the infrastructure in place to deal with it much better than the first time around. It's not going to be 80,000
0: yeah, I think cases that, again. Right. No, they will have sco- like flatten the curve certainly, but wh- whether this is going to continue you know, I think was it yesterday they had eight cases, whether it'll stay single digit numbers yeah, or whether it would maybe not whether it gets but the point
1: it. is it's probably just gonna we need to not have these uncontrolled outbreaks if we can get it to more of a slow drip around the world
0: right slowly let everyone get it eighty percent of the population get it, yeah. The other thing that was in the news is now it seems like travelers you know are having trouble from two perspectives anyone who's left the country especially out of canada they're having trouble either finding flights to get back into the country and now ministers are telling you know, the, the officials are telling everybody to c- quickly get back to the country because there's going to be it's unlikely you're going to find flights coming back and uh, and also just screening delays it looks like in the u.s a number of Airports were just packed with people trying to go somewhere, get back, go to s- other places while the and Oh, wi- yeah, because the of U.S. yesterday. Because of delays from screening, extra screening that they're doing.
1: Um, I'm just looking at China and Italy's numbers right now.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't think Italy's worse than China right now. China went from 7,000 cases to 15,000 cases in four days. Mm. And I think Italy did um, the same. It did the same okay. jump in four or five days. Okay. okay. So the question is just whether they're going to level up, level off, like China did or not.
0: hmm The... I was thinking we should post the um, the the best interview I've heard, kind of long form interview I've heard. Oh, I'm gonna pause. All right, we're back.
1: What were we talking about?
0: I was talking about um, I don't know. Cool. Oh, the the interview with we were talking about the. Yeah. One of the best interviews I've heard on this from an expert that's answered the most questions in my mind or formed the best picture in my mind was a guy named, I think, Michael Osterham, infectious disease specialist. We'll post the link for the interview. I think it's like an hour and a half long, a nice long form interview um, that really put it in perspective for me. In what way? The this you know how long I think for me how long we can expect this thing to go like the estimate of a year now doesn't seem far fetched I think three to six months it's like is what he was talking about um, impacts aside from the obvious health impacts putting that into perspective sp- supply how the supply chain issue is going to impact everything the fact that I mean, we started with China, they're manufacturing, they are the manufacturing heart of the the globe. But now other parts of the world are getting taken out one at a time and everything's going to, you know, who knows what product you need or what medication or what medical device someone else needs somewhere else in the world. And they're not going to be able to get it because... New York state is shut down for a while and then Washington state is shut down for a while. I don't know what's manufactured in those places, but
1: yeah, but it will become apparent you're saying who
0: knows, right? Like who knows when it was like the example he used was IV bags in the, was it the Philippines or Puerto Rico? There was this one factory in Puerto Rico where like 95% of all IV bags, 85%, 85%. (laughs) You know, know, we don't. I don't claim to yeah. <laughs> take all numbers with a grain of salt here. <laughs> Not claiming to be experts.
1: Yes, eighty-five percent. Eighty-five
0: percent of all IV bags get were manufactured in this one factory that was taken out by a hurricane, and then th- like there was and shortages a shortage. of IV bags around the world. And there's already been cases where, I mean, China is definitely products that all manufacturing for a lot of small businesses around, around North America and the U S and Canada are in trouble because they aren't going to get whatever products they were having manufactured, um, probably worldwide. Uh, You know, in Canada, I think something like 30% of our GDP is small businesses, businesses with less than 50 people. All these small businesses are in a lot of trouble if this thing drags out for months and months and months. And so the secondary kind of economic blow that's going to come after the, I don't know, after the stock markets drop and all that stuff, like the initial things that are kind of, I think, predicting or the uncertainty is, is predicting what's going to happen over the next months or years.
1: Yeah. He kind of put
0: that all in perspective.
1: First, we just need to stop the exponential growth.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: And I don't know, I just don't know how good a job people are doing. I feel like there's still a lot of people out there who are super skeptical about what's happening. Don't think it's a big deal. Don't see any reason to do social distancing. And that's really worrisome. And everybody being home, like we were at the park this morning and it was a lot busier than usual, which was unsettling. But um, the park's big so we could still stay far away from people and the kids were all wearing mittens and whatnot. So it seemed like a reasonable place to be. But I heard another couple talking about how they, it was only like day two at home with the kids with (laughs) nowhere to go. And they were already going squirrely by day two. So I think a lot of people are going to have a problem with this we are not gonna have too much of a problem with it because we're pretty used to it actually Mm -hmm. so we we haven't noticed anything yet we haven't noticed that anything is closed because we don't ever go out to anything (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so we're one we're one step ahead of everybody on that count
0: and i think well i think the interesting thing you were saying you know people reading books Online, like who is it? Jeffrey? Who is the one? Who's the author that's going to read his know. books? You just you Oh, Oliver, Jeffers, Oliver children's Jeffries, children's author. Yeah, yeah. Oliver Jeffries is going to start reading books online. I think we're going to see lots of creative kind of solutions to the stuck-at-home board problem. Mm-hmm. I think, and you know, I think I was thinking about professional sport being closed down and maybe the. The streaming video game kind of thing that's going to come. Esports there's a potential for that to take over to to get some attention now and give people something to watch every day at 5 o'clock or 7 o'clock or whenever sports are on. (laughs) What time are sports on? 7? 5? 8?
1: I don't know but I saw the same joke 500 times today on social media which was some version of day one with it's like a guy saying day one without hockey i found a woman sitting on the couch in our <laughs> living room she <laughs> says she's my wife she seemed really nice <laughs> i saw that joke so many times
0: well, and there's been a lot of covid19 jokes that's what we should end with oh
1: yeah we were gonna write those down i don't remember what they were you though. told
0: me one of them you don't remember
1: let's just sit here in silence until we remember one I'll pause <laughs> one other thing.
0: The, in relation to what you're saying about the people not getting it i think the there was one youtuber talking about this stuff talked about how the issue is that no one's alive that lived through the last pandemic the 1918 spanish flu over 100 years ago now we just don't have like it's written down in books and we have records but people don't really feel it, just like, you know, teenagers are more reckless, I guess, than older people because they, you know, have experience to draw and they have more close calls and then they start driving safer at whatever, well, by the time they're 30 or 25 than when they're first, when they're 18 or 19. And it seems like the Spanish flu, there's actually a lot that we can learn from it. There's one article that talked about how there were con- there were cities in the US different cities in the US that dealt with social uh, social separation differently so Philadelphia for instance didn't cancel a giant parade versus like comparing how they did versus St. Louis in St. Louis only 700 people died from the Spanish flu whereas a city like Philadelphia there were I don't know so what is that number some tens of thousands a lot I think it was something like sixteen, fifteen thousand 15,000 people died in Philadelphia. Obviously not just because of the one parade, but just their approach. It just, the fact that they kept a large parade going in the midst of that versus other cities, shut it down, speaks to what, you know, the need to probably overreact rather than underreact at this point. Make sure that we're not missing, you know, I think um, the... The Canadian, whoever the Canadian health person is that's looking over this seems to Tam, Dr. Tam, is yep. that Yeah,
1: right? she had a she, press conference she, today.
0: She's, she seems, she's talking about how the window is narrow, the window to flatten the curve is narrow, mm-hmm. but I think she's on the right, you know, she feels like she has the right.
1: She has the right tone of oh. gravitas, but not panic.
0: Yeah. The right but outlook. I
1: feel like sometimes she needs to have a bit more panic like people like mm. she just changed a word, mm. which had a big impact. So before travelers coming in um, from other countries, excuse me, we're told to self monitor for 14 days. Right. And now they've been told to self isolate for 14 days. Mm. And I feel like everybody almost missed that change. Until like difference. somebody asked a question and then she's like, so I just want to be clear that it, it's been changed from self monitor <laughs> to self-isolated. And I'm difference. like, nobody
2: yeah.
1: caught that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like yeah. you made a big, actually a big change. Yeah. And uh, you just have to maybe
0: Make that clear. not have
1: so much gravitas.
0: Right. And w- we got a similar email through UHN th- recently where I think what they just said, so initially what they were saying is that people who are away out of the country on vacation have to stay away from work, not come into UHN prior to uh, for two weeks. So, so basically quarantine yourself for like two weeks before coming back to work. But I think now they're getting worried that there's not going to be enough people in the healthcare system if everyone starts doing that. So today they sent a note out saying if you've traveled outside, whether you, yeah, even if you've traveled outside of Canada, you're still actually required to come into work. Which is I don't know if other healthcare systems are going to do that, but I mean the potential for it just feels like shouldn't we wait and see if we have a healthcare staffing problem before? before saying that. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get more information on this because I think it was a similar like they just kind of posted this long email.
1: Mhm. And it's maybe not totally thought through.
0: I'm not sure. I think it was very thought through, but it just the justification mm. for it didn't wasn't in there. Yeah, oh well, here's here's somebody from Yeah, here's the CEO Kevin Smith in bold all staff are asked to come to work tomorrow unless you are showing symptoms This includes colleagues who have recently returned from travel outside Canada again You are asked to come to work tomorrow as long as you are not showing symptoms. We need your skills and help So that's a big change. They were they were um, Previously telling people not to come for two weeks. Mm
2: Mm-hmm
1: The other thing today that happened that I just found out now. <gasps> Excuse me. I'm tired. Um, I read this thread on Twitter. That was a secondhand source. Um, Apparently telling a story about the terrible situation happening in Seattle hospitals. Yeah. But then it proved out to be false. It was not a real... Account.
0: Oh, what was the account?
1: I don't mean the Twitter account wasn't real. I mean, the story wasn't real. It couldn't be verified. Oh. So people in, so this person was telling a secondhand story, mm-hmm. but then people with firsthand knowledge couldn't verify any of the situations. Mm-hmm. And I saw another one of those from New York where somebody was claiming New York was New York. <gasps> Hospitals were being overrun And then other people saying I have knowledge of these hospitals And I don't know of any patients Or I don't know of that many patients And So it just seems like people are making up stories mm. For reasons that I don't Understand
2: mm.
1: Overall today I feel like I Yesterday I was feeling like Fairly confident that we didn't have undetected cases And then today I feel markedly less confident about that. Mm-hmm. From our wider testing showing more cases and from the Ottawa Public Health person's statement unequivocally that she thinks there are community cases. Mm-hmm. So this week will give us an idea of how many
0: Yeah. You have any good jokes?
1: Oh, yeah, that's what I was supposed to be looking for.
0: And then we can close on that COVID-19 jokes. I,
1: need I, kno- a joke.
0: I know a great joke about coronavirus. You probably won't get it, though.
1: Ha <laughs> ha.
0: A man walks into a bar and goes up to the bartender and says, I'll have a corona, please. Hold the virus.
1: Yeah, the jokes I saw are better than that,
0: though. I sneezed in a bank today. It was the most attention I have received from staff in the last 10 years. <laughs> With all this talk of coronavirus, the people who make sanitizing gel are rubbing their hands together. I went to a chemist today and asked really the assistant, terrible. "What kills coronavirus?" She replied to me, "Ammonia cleaner." I said, "Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you worked here.":
1: These are really terrible they are. The one that uh, I said was actually It was funny. good. I know.
0: People with a cold, I just want to stay in bed and do nothing. I feel terrible. People with coronavirus, I feel terrible. I think I will go skiing in Austria, visit the Eiffel Tower, (laughs) and maybe do some whitewater rafting in (laughs) Camino de Santiago. Don't worry, the coronavirus won't last long. It was made in China. Oh. Definition of irony. When the year of the rat starts with a plague. Okay, so the coronavirus isn't about beer. Why do I keep hearing about cases of it? And for number one, before coronavirus, I used to cough to cover a fart. I now fart to cover a cough.
1: Okay, but the nurse is here now.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So how about you stop telling terrible
0: jokes? Okay, we're done now. Good night.
2: Good night.